You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. Co-host, Danny. Fans, we got a full short for you today. First, we'll go a little bit into the NFL, a little bit about NBA basketball. And we'll touch on a little college football. But first, Danny, right into NFL, where uh, this weekend was quite interesting. We're close to halfway through the season already. I think we now know who the teams really are, if they're pretenders or contenders. And Danny, let me just say that the Green Bay Packers are pretenders. They lose another one, 24-10 against rival division opponent, Minnesota Vikings, in Lambeau Field. The Packers are now 2-5 for the season, 1-2 at home. Uh, unfortunately, Kirk Cousins is lost to uh, a right Achilles tear. Even against an opponent, you don't wish any injury uh, upon anyone. Here's to a speedy recovery uh, to Kirk Cousins uh, and all. Jordan Love goes for 24-41, 229 yards, one touchdown, one pick. This offense is atrocious, Danny. Ten points, I can't remember. The first half woes continues. Only three points in the first half, 10 points for the game. I just don't get the Green Bay Packers offense and what they're trying to do here. They're not rushing the ball. Their leading rusher was the quarterback, Jordan Love, for 34 yards on four carries. Aaron Jones, seven carries for 29 yards. And then A.J. Dillon, six carries for 11 yards. What is really going on with the Green Bay Packers offense, man? And I think it starts with that O-line, but, man, this offense is terrible. And I just don't see the Packers turning this around in time to actually go for a playoff run here, a playoff push. They've already had their bye week. You would have hoped that they would have cleaned things up uh, then, but, man, this team looks terrible. Danny, what's, let's say you about – this NFL weekend. Thing with Jordan Love, man, he just can't connect on his throws downfield. And I don't know if he's not setting his feet or is he rushing or whatever the case may be, if he's seeing ghosts kind of thing because of the offensive line. But there are a couple throws yesterday that he missed. He had dives on a couple that he just overthrew them <clears throat> or just missed them. So Atlanta Falcons front, we took that L this week against the Tennessee Titans and Will Levis. <laughs> He had four touchdowns. Ultimately, Desmond Ritter was replaced at halftime. They're calling it he was in concussion protocol. So Taylor Heineke came in the game. But I don't know if you if I'm reading the tea leaves, man, Desmond Ritter wasn't hitting on anything. And watching the game, they're just flat. But the defense didn't help him either. D Hop had three touchdowns. He hadn't scored a touchdown in I don't know how long. There were just all kinds of things that happened. The Titans haven't had over, <laughs> haven't had this many points, and I don't know how long. Guess what? They scored twenty eight on us. <laughs> we still had a chance to win at the end, 
And on fourth or third down, Taylor Heineke scrambles. It's third and four. He gets three yards, man. You got to die for that one yard. So we have fourth and one, and we throw it to Van Jefferson, and he just dropped it right in his hand. In our division, this is where this is a pivotal point because we're still technically in first place, but we're not there. Grady Jarrett tore his ACL yesterday, so that's huge. Uh, so there's just a lot going on, swirling. Curious with the trade deadline being tomorrow, if any moves are made. But <clears throat> with the offense doing what it did and ultimately coming back with the defense, that secondary was terrible. I don't know what the safeties were doing in this game. Uh, but D-Hop had a career game on us, and it was just a disappointing loss to lose to Will Levis in his first game as a quarterback in the NFL. Now, Denny, on to college football and where I need to highlight the SWAC East division champions, that being my Florida a University Rattlers. As this past weekend was homecoming, played Preview A&M. We went ahead and blew them out, 45 to 7. Jeremy Musa. 14 for 25 for 272 yards, three interceptions, and a pick. And that pick was basically a punt. They showed up in the first half. Finally, they showed up in the first quarter. The defense was just rolling. And as a result, we we take our record to 7-1, and 6-0 in the conference. And we are now the SWAC East Division champions. Now, we need to go ahead and finish this job up. We can celebrate this a little bit for a day, but we got to keep it pushing, man. You know, we got uh, bigger goals here. Uh, and so with that, uh, we are fighting to host the SWAC championship in Tallahassee uh, at Bragg Memorial Stadium on Ken Riley Field. And we also look to be a part of the Celebration Bowl. But first, one step at a time. We got the swag east. Uh, now we have to go ahead and and do what we need to do to host the swag championship game. Uh, that's my fo college football highlight, Danny. What say you? Yeah, Jay, y'all, your defense stepped up, man. Held Prairie View A&M to seven points. Picked the quarterback off three times, and yeah, they just they're on lockdown mode. And that was one of those statement games they needed. They had, mm -hmm. they've been doing it, and then it kind of got inconsistent a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is a statement game for them. And now you're at a crucial point in the season where you don't want to have a, a slip up in these last couple games. Uh, so congratulations to FAMU. And now, like you said, now there's bigger goals in mind and see what they can do and see if they can uh, continue on from the defensive end. I think it's the defensive end. If they can hold it down, that'll give the offense confidence to do what they need to do. Now, Danny, on to a little NBA basketball. And let me just say this. Uh, this has been frustrating already. Uh, we're only two games in to the season. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell going on with Milwaukee Bucks, man. First game, okay, we understand that it was Dane's first game, first home game. Uh, and we 
we really thought, okay, he came out, did his 39, cool, okay. And then we go into the second game in Milwaukee at home against an 0-2 Atlanta Hawks team who is trying to find themselves, especially in the backboard. Mm-hmm. And the Hawks come in and just relays us, man. 127-110. Chris Milton did not play uh, in the front end of the back-to-back. Looks to play tonight mm-hmm. against the Miami Heat in Milwaukee. But let's just say Jay Crowder, he starts. Uh, only scores two points. One for four from the field. 0 for three from three-point land. Giannis does his Giannis things, uh, 26 points. Uh, impressively, he finally goes 8 for 10 from the free throw line. Uh, now we're monitoring that uh, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brooke Lopez, 13 points. Uh, Beasley with 18 points. Man, you know, I'm really starting to kind of like Beasley in this role. So Damian Lillard only scores six points. Two for 12, two for eight from three-point land. You mean tell me he didn't even make a two-pointer? This is a problem, especially for me with regards to this pick-and-roll that has been highly touted. If you don't have it going in in the three-point area, I mean, you go to (laughs) two-pointer, man. You try to do something there, man. I mean, I just don't get it. So I, I think there's an issue there, but not only that, he wasn't aggressive. Mm-hmm. He didn't even go to the free throw line. So I really think the other still trying to figure it out, but come on, man, you didn't have training camp. Coach, you could have installed some pick and roll play, plays, man. I mean, come on. But defensively, there's an issue here for the Atlanta Hawks to score 127 points. So I don't know if they're going right at Dame. Uh, I need to honestly take a look at some things here. Mm -hmm. But the bench, Bochan with eight points, Porters with 12 points. I just think that we um, need to kind of put the pieces together here uh, and go from there, man. Let's say you, Danny, about this game in the NBA. Jason, <clears throat> I think this was kind of a carryover from the Philadelphia game where they did win at the end, but they just got stagnant in that second half mm-hmm. where the offense, it didn't seem like it was an offense. Mm-hmm. It was just cats coming up and shooting willy-nilly, and they got the benefit of the doubt because Joel Embiid was off in that second half. Last night, man, it was – I don't know if it was the weather. I don't know <laughs> what happened, but you can't lose that game at home like that to a team, like you said, that, that's starting off slow as well. But guess what? Atlanta Hawks shot over 40% from the three-point line. What the Sixers do? Shot over 40% from the free uh, three-point line. So that's already a problem on the defensive side of the ball that mm-hmm. and we'll see again tonight. You know, Miami likes to chuck it up from three. Mm-hmm. Tyler Hero and, you know, the, the crew. And if you're going to be doing that, uh, some adjustments need to be made ASAP mm-hmm. because you're going to be on the wrong side of some games quickly. But then, too, I think it's 
they're just trying to find themselves. And like I said, I don't know what the offense, what the scheme is, but it doesn't look like it's there yet. And I don't know if it's because Middleton's kind of in and out and, you know, with other players being in and step, having to step into that role, that's kind of throwing things off. But I don't know, man. It's, it is early. I'll say that. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But last night was just lackluster at best that they were just getting destroyed from the rip. Yeah. And it just, they just couldn't get anything going in the second half either to actually make it a game. Hey, let me ask you this, Danny. At what point, what's the number of games that we give coach, new coaching staff, and players, new team players? I mean, I, I'll, I'm willing to give them 10, 15 games. Maybe I say 20, Jay. You say 20. God, the only reason I say that is I'm using the Heatles as the template. Because when they started off, they're eight. And I'm not saying the Bucks are the Heatles mm-hmm. with LeBron, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh, but they got a nice nucleus of stars that need to come together because Dame has to find his way, and Dame should be attacking the rim. I don't know what the heck that was well, last night. Exactly. He did on he did it on Thursday night against Philly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But back to your question, I say 20 games, and if if things are going south then there's some discussion that needs to be had about some assistance or something needs to be changed. Here's my concern with that, though, Danny. You you just named LeBron, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh. That's three superstars. We just added one star. Mm-hmm. The all-time 75 player. Granted, mm-hmm. we have new coaching staff, but to me, if – the offense is looking lackluster. If they're looking lost, to me, that's effort slash, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But come on, man, offensively, to me, there has to be the scheme put in place. And to me, they knew that they were going to rest or they, they knew they were, they were going to slowly, you know, pull in Milton. Yep. So I don't know, man. This is this. It may have been just one one of those games, but man, we're behind the Boston Celtics. What I mean by that is, from a coaching staff perspective, they are ahead of us because they at least have, for the most part, their head coach already in place Mm -hmm. last year. He learned from being last year's first year coach, et cetera. On top of that, then they have Jeff Van Gundy. Uh, who is monitoring not only the team, but really analyzing the opponent. So the Boston Celtics are ahead. And granted, this is a long season. I just don't like how we're starting. We should have blown, to me, we should we should have blown out Philadelphia 76ers. That game was a blowout. Yep. Sixers came back. Dame was going, he was driving, being aggressive, going at Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what happened this go round, but I'm just not liking just the flow here with the, with the Milwaukee Bucks right now. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. 
Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love. Thank you.